are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. You can follow my awesome co-host, Marcus Mosier, on Twitter too, at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow too, at Locked On Dynasty. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave us those five-star reviews wherever you get your podcasts. Marcus, happy legal tampering day. <laughs> uh, isn't that an oxymoron, right? Legal tampering. I, I don't know. But it's, it it's exciting. This free agency is here. But we already got some big news, Kate, on uh, a Sunday news dump, and I'm excited to get into it. Absolutely. We are going to talk about some of that exciting news. We've actually got a few interesting pieces of information that came through over the weekend. We are recording this ahead of the official opening of the legal tampering period, which is 12 p.m. Monday. So we do not have all of this really exciting news for you. It's really unfortunate timing. So uh, Ryan and Matt will get to uh, just bask in the exciting news that's about to come. I don't know. Do you think we're going to be over or underwhelmed by the news that's about to hit today? (laughs) I think we're going to get a flurry of news, like right at 12, 1 p.m. Eastern time. I think it's just going to be absolutely insane. Uh, and I'm counting down the minutes until we get there. That's my hope. But I feel like every time I'm putting stock into like <laughs> the excitement of free agency, the clock strikes 12 and it's like I'm waiting to turn back into a pumpkin or vice versa. Yeah. I'm yep. waiting for the pumpkin to turn into a carriage and it just continues to sit as a pumpkin. Um, yes. So that's yes. that's fine. I don't. I, I don't think you can go wrong either way. That's fine. I know it's a weird it's a weird off season, so you want these guys to uh, take their time and make sure they're making the right decisions. But goodness gracious, I am hungry for some news. <laughs> Let's start the show off. I want to talk about Aaron Jones, like you mentioned, the Sunday news dump, uh, mm. and then we do we have a, a legendary quarterback that we are uh, we're going to pay our respects to ahead of our rookie preview for UNC running back Michael Carter. Let's dive into the Sunday news dump. Aaron Jones has signed a four-year, $48 million deal with the Packers. He will stay in Green Bay. It, he, There was lots of news about whether or not he was actually going to uh, potentially go to Miami. There were a lot of names floating around there. This is honestly probably one of the bigger surprises i wasn't actually expecting him to stay in green bay especially with the fact that i know aj i can't get over aj dylan (laughs) because and it's not even it's not even the the question mark of what aj dylan could be for fantasy he is a physical specimen the question for me is i mean you just sort of validated the fact that you really shot your 2020 draft into the ground Um, I, I mean, I, what do we do? Jordan Love, A.J. Dillon. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to make of this. Is there any chance that A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones are going to be some sort of one-two punch in the backfield? No, 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 no. Uh, after you pay AJ, or excuse me, Aaron Jones $12 million a year, you're not going to make him a part-time back. So, Kate, let's, let's separate these first, and let's talk about Aaron Jones. If you are an Aaron Jones dynasty owner, you are absolutely thrilled on this Monday morning, right? Because there was a chance that he, 
yeah, nothing changes. And now what you have on your hands is a number one running back. I think what running back five last year, the year before that, he was even better. I think he finished what running back two, running back three in 2019, uh, 3,000 total yards and 30 touchdowns over the last two years. You've got a legit, uh, you know, legit star on your roster for probably the next two years. I do think the Packers can get out of that deal after the 2022 season, but that's okay. We're at a point where that's absolutely fine. So you are just, you are so happy here on this Monday morning. But if you're an AJ Dillon owner, oof, oof, oof. Uh, Kate, I asked this on Twitter after the deal was over, uh, it was announced. What is AJ Dillon worth now in dynasty league? So let's, let's use rookie picks from 2021. Would you give up a third round pick for AJ Dillon. And I mean, for me, that I, that's probably where I start thinking the value is good. But now he's a running back with not a lot of pass catching experience trapped behind a guy under a long term contract. How valuable is AJ Dillon? So something that I consider with AJ Dillon, I would easily trade a third round pick. I'd probably trade a mid second for AJ Dillon, which that's, I that's think I'm probably I'm, the tipping point for me. I'm yeah. probably more bullish than most. We are looking at a guy who hasn't been perfectly healthy over his four seasons. Um, in his first two seasons, 12 games, 12 games, uh, missed two games in the past season. That's not to say that he's garnished the injury prone label by any stretch of the imagination, but there's plenty of opportunity there. But what I want to talk about, we're also seeing Jamal Williams who is mm. uh, the the complimentary back there in Green Bay. He is also set to hit free agency. He is very well liked by the organization, so I don't know that – I wouldn't be surprised if they came to some sort of deal, but now seeing the amount of money they gave Aaron Jones, I'm not sure that they have the capability of doing that. But It feels unlikely. Yep. It feels unlikely. But this is a guy who's averaged around 150 touches over the last – four seasons that's not too shabby that's really not too shabby and I think that uh he he has played more of that complimentary receiving role but if you're looking for somebody to fill that gap uh, let's let's say we shift some of that receiving work over to Aaron Jones utilize him as that that pass catching weapon that you know he can be and get A.J. Dillon just more involved on the ground. I do think he's an investment that could pay off. And let's be honest, we always, I I think it's such a great strategy in dynasty leagues is to acquire the backup running back because you never know. Uh, Clearly, they they valued this guy as a prospect. They invested a second round pick in him. um, And it it was a a very questionable pick. They had much, Mm. much more pressing needs. So clearly, they like the guy. I just think that there there might be more opportunity there for uh, A.J. Dillon than we are necessarily projecting right now because of that initial sting and the fact that we did value him. It, his value just crept up so quickly, so fast, and then it just felt like we all just crashed into the ground. Um, so once we recover from that, I do think that there's there's maybe some upside we're not considering. What do you think? It's tricky because, as you mentioned, a lot of Jamal Williams' role for the the Packers was as a pass catcher, right? Over the last two seasons, uh, he has 70 receptions as a part-time player. Is A.J. Dillon going to get those touches? 
No, uh, they would probably have to redistribute the touches, and I'm just not confident that in this Super Bowl window that the Packers are in with Aaron Rodgers that Dylan is going to get a, a, a ton of work. And if Aaron Rodgers, let's say, leaves after the 2022 season, then I'm really not excited about what A.J. Dillon's future may look like with the Packers. So I think if I'm a an A.J. Dillon owner and somebody offers me a second-round pick for him, I'm probably taking it. I, I I'm just not as high on Dylan as the player as maybe you are. So this is, if we were in a dynasty league together, this would probably be a fun little trade that we could make. I do think uh, that would, that would be an interesting, interesting prospect. Now, I, like I said, I, I think I, my reservations, I also hold reservations just from the, the receiving end of things, but I just think that there's some, uh, I don't know. I'm all about chasing the upside for value. And I do think that, if you were somebody who believed in AJ Dillon before, I still think there's opportunity. So I think this is an interesting time to trade while everybody's uh, so down in the dumps. This is uh, got to take advantage of that always. Yeah, potentially. I I don't know, Kate. I'm just I'm looking at the guys that could be available for me, like in the second round and even late into the third round. And I think a lot of those players could end up in better situations than what A.J. Dillon is, you know, as a non-pass catcher in an offense that just paid a running back. Like, for instance, we're going to talk about Michael Carter later in the show. And I think there's a chance Michael Carter has more fantasy value right away than A.J. Dillon. So why not get somebody who is younger, uh, who has one more year left on his rookie contract uh, over A.J. Dillon? I think that's that's something that I would be trying to balance when I'm thinking about uh, potentially moving on from AJ Dillon. Michael Carter, uh, talk about like getting swept under the rug here. Javante Williams has just uh, tanked his value, it seems like, because we're so busy talking about Javante Williams mm. that I think we're uh, perhaps missing. I think he's probably one of the more underrated backs in this class, especially considering his his size and and just the overall. Uh, you right. know, we'll get into it. We'll get into it later. Let's yeah, take let's another quick break. And then I, I want to talk about another piece of news regarding the man, the myth, the legend. Drew Brees has retired when we get back. The 2020 NFL season might be a wrap, but there's still plenty of betting to be done. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. There you can bet on all kinds of sports, including football, basketball, baseball, golf, hockey, MMA, soccer, tennis. The options are limitless. Whether you're looking to bet live game lines, player prop bets, or team futures, BetOnline AG has it all. Don't waste another minute and go check out betonline.ag and do not forget to use our promo code locked on so you can get your 50% welcome bonus and you can roll in the cash alongside with us. Again, that's betonline.ag, promo code locked on. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, folks. We are here to talk about, I wish we had like a, a slow funeral procession. <laughs> uh, if you could lead us in with that, Marcus, while you're, you're doing our podcast edits. Drew Brees, 20 seasons in the NFL. Uh, he is officially retired, announced on Instagram Sunday. Um, it is the end of an era. Uh, and with that, we we got a four-year ex- – <laughs> I can't even say it. 
seriously. Oh, we got man. a four four year extension for Taysom Hill. <laughs> Which is At not one forty one hundred. I mean, listen, it's years, all fake money, right? It's all it, yes. Let's talk about that. It is all fake money. It's four years, one hundred and forty million dollars, which officially uh, puts him on the same annual average salary as Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, but again, again, that's not real money. Yes, he's, he's not actually getting that. Money. I believe his cap hit is the exact same. Or actually, it's a little bit lower this year. He's not earning any new money. It's just, it was funny money that Adam Schefter announced to, to, to basically mess with the rest of draft Twitter and da- dynasty Twitter. So uh, don't don't overthink this one. No, 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 no. Do not use this opportunity to go and, and, and acquire Taysom Hill. No, no. This essentially means nothing. It, what this means, the biggest takeaway from this, uh, four-year extension is that the cap space can be manipulated at any point in any way and money is not it, it's literally that thing where it's like the, the points don't matter uh, what's whose line is it anyway I feel like yeah, that's yeah. what Adam Schefter you know the the cap space isn't real and the, the dollar signs don't matter that's what they're <laughs> doing for the the cap space especially in the coming season people like teams are gonna have to get creative and this is the kind of stuff that you are going to see, but it might be things that uh, might confuse your league mates. So honestly, being on the, um, you know, the at the sure, understanding sure. of, you know, what what this news means gives you that edge. What does this mean? Um, obviously, Drew Brees, he's been a perennial quarterback one. So that mm-hmm. if you've had Drew Brees on your roster um, for any number of years, obviously last season, very banged up, lots of injuries, but he has been a perennial quarterback one. What do you, what do you make of the, the next man up? Do you think, what's your prediction? Uh, is, is Jameis Winston going to make a run at that starting job? Are they going to resign him or is Taysom Hill really just going to make uh, all of those dollars? <laughs> I just can't even deal with it. Yeah. What? Yeah. Four years, one hundred forty well, million. My butt. It's still insane. Still insane. So first of all, it's it's going to be weird not having Drew Brees in the league. I mean, he's been so good for so long. So and he's always been you know so reliable for us. We know that when Drew Brees is in the lineup, uh, all everybody in that offense is a chance to go off every single week. We've seen him support you know the wide receiver one in fantasy in Michael Thomas. We've seen him support the wide or the tight end one in Jimmy Graham in the past. And then you know the running back one with Alvin Kamara before. So uh, to not have Drew Brees is going to be a shame. Uh, but what's the what's the plan for the Saints? I would love it to be Jameis Winston, Kate, but for some reason I just can't get over the thought of Sean Payton having having these like googly eyes for Taysom Hill. He absolutely loves him. And I think more than anything, I don't think Taysom Hill is somebody that you want to go out and get in Dynasty. And I would say the same thing about Jameis Winston. I just think this is going to be annoying for fantasy owners, right? They're probably going to use both. It's probably going to hurt you know the the offense a little bit. Maybe it'll take away some receptions from Kamara. Maybe it'll lower the ceiling a little bit on Michael Thomas. I, I would just sum up the Saints right now as annoying. That's just what they are. They are annoying. Sean Payton is annoying. Now, tell me, who do you think this takes the biggest hit from, from a dynasty perspective? Does this take more value away from Alvin Kamara, or does this take more value away from Michael Thomas? 
I would say probably Alvin Kamara because we saw last year when Taysom Hill was the starting quarterback, the reception totals plummeted for Alvin Kamara. Now, that doesn't mean that you want to go out and trade away Kamara right now because he's still going to be an RB1. They're still going to find out ways how to use him and allow him to be, you know, to be uh, used properly. I just think the ceiling is a tad lower. I think Michael Thomas will be fine. I don't think we'll see the season that he had like in 2018 and 2019, but still a, you know, a solid wide receiver one for the Saints. His dynasty value. I've just been so, so shocked to see that it's dropped as quickly as it has. I'm referring uh, to Michael Thomas here. Mm-hmm. I just uh, we we were doing a dynasty startup for our ball blast football writing staff, and in that dynasty startup, he fell to I want to say wide receiver fifteen. See, that's way too. And low. That's, that's way, way too, too low. low. I was the one that nabbed him. I'm very proud of it. Um, I was trying to trade up the entire round before to get Michael Thomas, and unsuccessfully, uh, I didn't didn't get my trade but he ended up falling to me I think that's absolutely ridiculous and I feel like a lot of this was sort of on the back of that Drew Brees retirement we have to throw his entire 2020 season out the window if this is your this this is probably the best buy opportunity you're ever going to have for Michael Thomas in Dynasty Fantasy Football. Agree? I would agree. Yes, I would agree. This is the time to go out and get him while there's some uncertainty at quarterback, while he you know kind of coming off some injuries last year. Go buy Michael Thomas right now. Okay. That's our prime takeaway. Love it. Let's take another quick break and then I would like to talk about UNC running back Michael Carter cuz uh, we've had some glowing things to say, actually. Uh, we we didn't go over our uh, our analysis of Michael Carter before the show. I, I think we like to be surprised with each other's takes, but uh, we seem to both be on the same page here. So let's take a quick break and we will be right back. Are you ready to try the best tasting protein bar ever? Look no further than Built Bar. Built Bars are soft, easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate, and they are great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat with a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber option with Built Bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, and six delicious new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, my favorite, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. They've got a flavor for whatever you might be craving. Right now, Built Bar is offering our listeners 20% off of your next order using promo code Locked On. Go check out BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On, for 20% off your next order. Start off this new year right, and let's go ahead and get fit together. And what better way to do so than indulging in a delicious and healthy treat? BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are here to continue our rookie preview series. Today, running back Michael Carter out of UNC, 5'8", 199 pounds, turning 22 in May, uh, coming off a, a brisk season where he averaged uh, I'm sorry, 8.0 yards per rushing attempt. Hmm. Um, and he has completely been swept to the wayside um, with the emergence of, and you know what? I actually, I think 
Javante Williams was probably an underrated last uh, asset in the 2019 season, but Javante Williams, he absolutely busted onto the scene this year, 22 total touchdowns. And now Michael Carter, he is, uh, he's no good. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a tumbleweed basically in, in this offense. Which is now. crazy. It's crazy. Um, Michael Carter is really interesting, Kate, because I believe if he was like seven pounds heavier, you know, just a bad weekend away uh, from being <laughs> like a the the RB two RB three in this class, because he is so explosive. But whenever people see, you know, the five nine, he might even be five eight, hundred and ninety nine pounds, they get really worried, and I and I get it, right? We've seen a lot of these type of players before in the NFL. Uh, maybe not live up to the expectation. I can think of like Andre Ellington as an example of somebody that we are always wishing would become a lead back or a Duke Johnson. But I think he's a little different. I think he's got legit home run speed. I think he's got pretty good contact balance. Uh, I'm a big fan, Kate. And actually, I think the the middle comp for him, the most likely comp, is like a Giovanni Bernard. And I hate to use the same North Carolina comp, but it feels like he could have six Giovanni Bernard seasons. And while that's not ideal, Gio's been a pretty useful player for fantasy, especially earlier in his career. And I think the upside here, if everything pans out you know, well and he goes to the right offense, why couldn't he be like a Devontae Freeman type of player in the NFL where he's just, you know, maybe he doesn't get to 300 touch seasons, but it's 250 touches and it's really explosive and it's making plays out of the backfield. Doesn't profile as a RB1, but maybe a really high upside RB2. I I can certainly see that. I think he's a big value in the second round. I definitely think, uh, you know, he's he's one of these guys that has been so underhyped. He does continue to fall in all of the rookie mocks that I am uh, participating in, at least. Obviously, the size, I think, is going to be the biggest issue. But when I'm looking at this running back class in general kind of undersized outside of like your your top three guys I I think this is just generally kind of a small running back class so uh if you're looking at uh you know the the potential at least he does uh he hits that that weight 199 pounds not not the best but um he does have that low center of gravity which I really I like. Um, okay, okay. Question for you, really quickly. Okay. Let's. Uh, their pro day is coming up here, I believe, next week. If he weighs in at two oh six, how much does that change your opinion on him? See, I already like him, uh, so I don't think it changes my opinion as much. But I do think that could change the opinion of of draft Twitter because uh, what ETN had weighed in at two hundred and five pounds. No. And then yeah, well, he did during yeah, at the Clemson Pro Day. Yeah, or excuse me, previously and then at the Clemson Pro Day 215. Yeah. Yes. So he he obviously put on weight, but I mean we were looking at ETN as the RB3 at that same weight. Uh obviously he doesn't he's got uh what, 2 inches under ETN, but um I mean that that's just a heavier BMI that's a little bit more more pound for your punch. Uh, if you're into BMI, BMI uh, analytics there. Um, but, you know, it, it does sometimes help in terms of just that that lower center of gravity can help with the contact balance. I just think he's he's over, uh, overall underrated. I think his skill set is pretty versatile in his ability as a receiver. But I just think it because he gets that that 
attention out of the backfield. I feel like people do forget, even outside of size, he's a pretty capable rusher. Yeah, I mean, you don't average, what is it, 7.9 yards per carry, 8 yards a carry last year and be a bad running back, right? And the one thing I like about him a lot, Kate, is he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on his body, right? He had just 157 attempts last year, 177 in 2019. So this is a guy that's going to come into the NFL fresh. Uh, Najee Harris, for example, has way more touches on his body. So I think I, I, I would guess the plan for him entering the NFL. Somebody's going to draft him probably sometime on day two. He's going to be part of a committee. And then maybe if he continues to produce well, maybe we see him get into that 15, 16 touch range. And if he does that combined with his, you know, pass catching ability and explosiveness and ability to to create big runs, I I think there's a pretty high ceiling for Michael Carter. I, I really like him. Where does he come in right now in terms of your your like rookie running back rankings for Dynasty? Where does he fall there? Because I feel like I've seen Michael Carter honestly just all over the map in terms of his, his rookie value. I feel like I've seen him anywhere from RB4 back to RB8, RB10. Um, I've seen mm. him all over the place. Where does he fall in your rankings? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm... I'm at have him at RB5 right now, and I have ETN, Najee, Javante Williams. And then I like Trey Sermon, who we can talk about on a different show for different reasons. But RB5, a solid, solid second-round pick. If you can get him anywhere after the top, let's say, 15 picks, I think that's an absolute steal. Uh, just a really, really solid prospect. All right, and my final question for you. So obviously, I think everybody is profiling him as the complementary back within an offense. Um, I feel like he could play like the Jamal Williams role really well. Not that we need the Packers to invest anything more Mm -hmm. in the running back position. But um, what do you see as sort of like the ceiling in terms of his his touch total and uh, just overall ability to handle workload? It's probably, again, probably in that 15 to 16 you know, range. But if everything works out and he goes to the right offense and the right scheme and the right coach, and, I mean, he's not all – I'm whispering this. He's not all that different from Jamal Charles coming at, you know, out of Texas when Charles was 5'10", 199, super explosive, and people wondered, you know, could Jamal Charles handle a big workload? I'm not saying he's going to be Jamal Charles, but yes, I think Yes, you have to be very careful about <laughs> Yes, there's a non-zero percent chance that he is a Jamal Charles-like player in the NFL. All right. I like it. Everybody tell us what your thoughts are on Michael Carter. How do you view him in the NFL and what would your favorite fit be? Uh, you should add us at Locked on Dynasty. And we we want to keep keep this conversation going because I do think we might have a diamond in the rough here for your rookie drafts. Everybody, that's our show for today. I am Kate. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And, of course, please be sure to follow Marcus at Marcus underscore Mosier. Uh, Tomorrow, you will get to uh, journey in uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays with Matt Williamson, Ryan McDowell, help you continue to build your banging Dynasty roster. We will see you guys on Thursday.